views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio, and more importantly, welcome back for those of you that are listening. You know, I love the way that these shows get scheduled. Lindy, you're absolutely genius, because who would I better talk to than Christine Upchurch about the topic of letting go to more today, how to release attachment and getting more of what you want? Who else better to talk to about that color out in that hall all through this entire building than Christine Upchurch. Just can't let I'm it just, go, can you? Just, today's show, letting go to more, release attachment and getting more of what you want. Okay. Uh, let me just tell you why this is important that Christine's in the house from this. Let's talk about energy for a minute, okay? Yeah. This is somebody that has literally rewritten the book to help all of us understand that we can activate certain things in our lives, right? Now, I can activate what that green is doing to me right now, or maybe she's going to help me and activate something else about the green. But what is it about that color that may be going on with me that is maybe deeper than I even imagine that I'm having, like, a reaction to? Is it because I think I'm, like, so visual or creative? Or maybe there's something else going on underneath there. Maybe there's something about the color green which inside of me has always been something that I've had to suppress. Why? Well, green is the color of money, for sure. Green is a green light, for sure. And what is it about green? You know, is it maybe something? Maybe it's this. Maybe growing up as a kid and completely failing at the game red light, green light, one, two, three. That game. When you're playing in the streets in New York and somehow it's red light, green light, one, two, three, that game, you guys know what I'm talking about. And I can never get the green light. Or maybe it's something other than that. But if we hold on to attachments, they stick to us. And if you have one attachment, that's one thing that sticks to you. But let's say you have one or two or three attachments. Let's say you have a lifetime of attachments. Let's say you kind of build up your arsenal you know, almost like an attachment inventory. And you're not even sure which attachment it is that's showing up on what day. How could you possibly open up the doors of abundance so that your life can be so much more? Well, Christine is somebody that writes about this. She teaches. She's a speaker, energy healer. She's also the host of the absolutely amazing Christine Upchurch show. But more importantly, She is in service of all the people that she works with to help us all look at the vibration of change. You know, what can we learn? What can we do? 
so that we can fully show up as the best of who we are. And, you know, here it is, because what she does is she takes the science that she has studied and she takes the healing energy and spirituality and literally builds a bridge that is toll free. That's what I like about this. And today's show is about letting go of attachment. Christine, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here. And I'm really enjoying the fact that you're talking on air about the hideous color (laughs) of the door. (laughs) You know, the owners were here yesterday surveying the area. I need their email. Well, they they, could still be here. I don't know. I I haven't seen them. Please have them come in. Oh, yes. It's it's bad. Are they they the guys with the suits? Uh, One suit. Well, lady. Lady. She is the lady. Ginny and Ginny. uh, Ginny. Mm -hmm. Ginny is the lady. And I've heard they're great. And I'm Mm -hmm. I'm wondering who they hired to pick that awful color. Do you think maybe had the surplus inventory? Maybe it's a surplus inventory issue. I really do believe it's an it's an attempt to get hip. Or whatever they're calling it these days. Is that color trending? Um, I hope not. <laughs> oh, See, is that color trending? trending? That's not trending. There's oh. no way. It's it, like well, the 60s came back. It, it could be trending in a different part of the country, though, because, okay. um, it, you know, it could be like this is the hot new color in the Midwest or something. But it's it's so in conflict with the blue greens and the beautiful Leaves and Seahawks and colors, here, and of course Seahawks colors. But the the the, the trees, the the the, the growth, the, the green of Earth, it's sort of in conflict with that because that does not exist in nature. I, I hate to tell you, unless of course it's something you've eaten, and then <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But yes, it's something Benny's children eat. I think that's <laughs> what we're like talking it. about. <laughs> <Didn't like it. laughs> Why is it so effective? I mean, I literally was in shock when I walked in. I and I tried too. to get past it because, you know what, positive talk and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I tried so hard. Yeah. I was And then I had really to actually open the, the door, the green door. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it's not exactly green. I mean, we're talking about green. It's not People green. Think I took a picture. It's, it's kind of like. Brown? Yellow? Yeah. Yellow, it's, green? It's, it's, it's got this, I don't know. I think it's a color of decay. Wow. You guys, I've taken a picture of it. I'm going to send it off to Jessica right now. I'm going to send it off to Jessica right deep. now. I think this show's about letting go of attachment. I think me and Christine, we got to like, we got to like, oh my God. When we send this out to y'all on Facebook, okay, I'm just saying, let us know what you think. But why are we affected by that? Well, yeah, I, I really I didn't know we were going to talk about this today, by the way. And and it's funny because we've been talking about this behind, like off the mic, you know, behind closed doors. We have. And it's, I, I really do believe that there are really healthy greens and then there are greens associated with actually decay. Because, because decay is a part of the life cycle. And from my perspective, that's sort of what that color represents. Um, but it could be that it's just because I'm, you know, the generation I'm in and, and it, you know, I'm not young and hip and cool. That could be like the ne- next great color that the 20-somethings are going to love. I don't know. Um, but but Benny's pretty close to the 20-somethings and he's not digging it either. I'm far from the 20-somethings, <laughs> but thank you for the compliment. Well, no, I don't think that's what it is either. I don't. I mean, you know, I just think somebody picked a color that they resonated with. Uh-huh. But isn't that the metaphor for life? When when other people pick something that is so far out of our comfort zone, uh-huh. we have a, what is a reverse attachment. 
Yes, we, we do. Right? We absolutely do. And the thing is, other people's choices, whether they be the paint color that's put on walls and doors, the um, their facade when interacting with others, or just the very vibration of their being, when we are in contact with them energetically, which can be, mean across the room, um, then we are affected by it. Let me tell you something. I got a picture with the little dog Breeze in here. Uh-huh. The dog wouldn't even look at the wall. <laughs> the dog is like, I'm telling you, look at this picture. See the dog facing the wall in uh-huh. that picture? Yeah. You see that dog? Yeah. You see the dog won't look at the green wall? Right. And the dog doesn't look good with the green wall either. The, the, the colors clash. I think- but it won't look at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you're right about the reverse attachment. It's a reverse attachment. Attachment has to do with things that we want to hold on to or things that we want to repel. And the the attachment relates to, um, it's, it's sort of like there's this assessment and it's not just the matter of information of, oh, I don't want to paint my right. house that color. No, no, it's not. There, there's this, um, I want to get rid of it and I want to get rid of it now. Or I really want to hang on to this because I'm afraid of losing it because this is so good. Um, so it, that, that's, that's sort of what attachment is. And yes, we, you and I, we three, have reverse attachment to the color of the, the wall. Well, I, I really don't have, you know, there's not a lot that really hits me that way. Uh-huh. Me too. There's not. You and I are pretty much, eh, eh, yeah. you know, like that. But it's really hard, you know, to be in the energy of that. So does it have an energy or is this something inside of, of me right here that's reacting to that? Maybe it is. Like yes, the red both. light, yes green light, two thing, two, one, two, three thing, Christine. Yeah, I've never seen a green light quite that color. Though. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> But I, I do believe it's, it's both because mm-hmm. um, everything has energy, mm. whether we're talking about a person, an animal, um, a plant, you know, living things, but also the energy of rocks, the energy that went into building a place. And by the way, there was a lot of positive energy that went into renovating this space. Beautiful. And it's so beautiful. Beautiful. So we, you know, we, we, I have to say we that. We should talk about that. Yeah. And yet there's also energy to color. And mm-hmm. it could be that for some people that would be a healing color. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think for um, most people it probably isn't. Mm-hmm. Because it's got a certain energy that's discordant in in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But yes, everything has energy. Well, and you know, what's interesting about this is that, you know, we're talking about the idea of letting go. But part of this is, the, is your phrase, letting go to more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, letting go to more, people would ask more of what? Well, you know, you know it, what what is it? Letting go to more peace, more green. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, I think that um, I coined this phrase a couple of years ago, and it's sort of using a different preposition. Most people think of letting go of something. Exactly. And it's letting go to something because mm. I, I think that we get stuck in in our attachments and we have a hard time releasing and letting go. And we're often thinking about what it is we want to hold on to, what it is we don't want to release, what it is we're having a problem with letting go of. But if we shift our perspective about letting go, it's a matter of um, thinking in terms of moving forward to something new. So it's kind of like this, it's shifting from this perspective of letting go of something we're carrying in our our arms to sort of focusing on 
opening our arms to embracing yeah. something. So that is the more that, that, that comes through and comes to us as we let go. You know, what's interesting about it is that, you, you know, we are in the process of development and I've gotten information about, Pat, you should change your website, Dr. Patrick, and we're changing it completely, changing the way it looks and what it does. Uh-huh. And then, you know, gee, we'd like to see maybe different colors on one of the channels. So we're getting information from listeners that say, you know, we like what you did over here, but why did you pick this color for Cosmos? Mm -hmm. Uh, We get what you did on Green Talk, but we're not sure why you're going in this direction on the Wellness Channel. So we say to people, give us some ideas because we are not attached to Uh that. Uh You know, we don't have, quote, designers out there. You know, this is us doing it with a programmer. So it's built on that. Um, but asking for feedback in itself is an enormous, enormous issue for a lot of people. Yes. I don't do it well all the time. And sometimes it's better that you don't really ask because if you actually got it, wow, what might we have to let go of? Mm-hmm. And, and it's great, Pat, that you don't have attachment to having already gotten it right, whatever right might mean. And oh. I think for many of us, we... We mm. want to think that we've got it all buttoned up and, and it, everything is perfect as is because we're so hard on ourselves if it's not perfect, if it's not mm-hmm. as it should be for somebody out there. Um, and, and so that's great that you don't have the attachment mm-hmm. because that allows there to be the ease of change and the ease of expansion. There is really confusion. I'd like to skip the break because this is a really big topic today. Um, there is a lot of confusion, and I run into this all the time, with this idea of attachment versus intentions versus manifestation uh-huh. versus desire. So there's this thing that we do where we say, you know what, don't expect anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't really understand that yeah. because I do have expectations, right? Right. I expect that I, if I sit down and I'm going to eat egg whites today, those egg whites would not have the yolk in them. Uh-huh. I expect that if I get in my car, right, and I come to the studio, I'm going to show up here and the studio will probably be here. Right. 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 Uh, but for some reason, I showed up today and I knew there was construction here and it was a little bit different. And, you know, I had the expectation I would come in, but I didn't have an attachment to what this was going to be. Uh-huh. Right. There is a difference, isn't there? What is the difference? Because energetically, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, there is. In in one case... There is, um, it, it's what I call vibrational ease. It's allowing the flow. And in the, so, but if we're, we're attached to having things in a particular way, like, oh, it must look this particular way when I come in. And when it doesn't, it's going to sort of put me off kilter mm-hmm. and I won't be able to show up properly for the radio show and so on and so forth. Then that has to do with um, this this fear that if it's not as it should be, mm. then, okay. you know, life isn't good. And and really, attachment, when you get right down to it, whether it's the attachment of connection or the attachment of, that's repulsive, mm-hmm. um, it all relates to fear. Yeah. You know, um, I want to, you know, hear you talk about the energy of desire. Mm. Right. I love that word. Do you yeah, like, do you I, like I that word? I love that word, too. And I know you have it here for us to talk about, but it's such a cool word. It is. But yet, 
we have so been trained not to desire. Yes. We and have. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know, is it women more than men? I don't know. But I know as women, to actually desire something is just such no-no. Yeah. That's like a taboo. And I think it's also cultural, Pat, because mm. I was talking to my son, my 21-year-old, about this yesterday, about we were in a Mexican restaurant, and there's just something about the, the Mexican culture. It just seems more heart-centered. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard um, one of the waiters singing in the kitchen, and there's just this passion to living. Mm. And there's something about our culture where we have detached from that innate desire to express ourselves. It's, it's almost like, you know, yes, we want to express ourselves, but within the context of the status quo. Um, yes, we want to express ourselves, but not in a way that might, um, you know, make anybody feel uncomfortable. Desire is something that we're born with from the, from the time we're like crawling around and wanting to get into things to when we're exploring things and trying to figure out how the, how the world works when we're three or four, um, we have this innate desire. And yet with this desire, the flip side of this is loss. If we desire, we can lose and it can be very painful. I was thinking about my 21-year-old, you know, when he was about four years old, we were in the mall and he had a balloon. And, you know, mall ceilings are incredibly oh, high, right? Yeah. And at one point... He let go, and it went off to the ceiling, and he stood there pointing like, okay, Mom, go get it, you know? Mm. And I'm saying, sorry, Riley, it's gone. And he started to cry, and he cried, and he cried. So finally what I did was I went back to the store where they gave free balloons, and I got him another balloon, not understanding that he was he was learning something that's really, really important, and that is with desire, with that joyful connection can come loss. Mm-hmm. So then... It seemed to, to be a theme with balloons. You know, move forward a few more weeks, he had a balloon that popped. And he, again, he broke down. He was crying and crying and crying about the loss of this balloon. This time I realized instead of just going and, and trying to find another balloon, mm-hmm. you know, blow up another balloon, I said, okay, Riley, let's write a book about this. Let's, let's let you draw the pictures and I'll write the words. And so we wrote a book about his balloon and and how it popped and we actually you know glued on a, a portion of the the popped balloon oh. so that so really there's there's this it's a double edged sword when we have desire when we really have desire and we we allow ourselves to feel it and express it and perhaps you know go after something we also have the potential for great loss mm-hmm. and disappointment and sadness and I think that we're a society that tends to want to just go, go get another balloon or, or suppress that pain in one way or another as opposed to fully experiencing it. And experiencing loss, this is going to sound weird, but experiencing loss is actually beneficial for us mm-hmm. because it creates a much bigger opening for us to have something new come into our lives. But it's painful sometimes. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I, I'm really, I'm in the letting go process right now. And, you know, and I don't talk about politics on the show. I choose uh-huh. not to. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to do it today either. We could have a, a really amusing conversation. We have an about, amusing conversation. Uh, but I, I really know that when I looked at this topic today, mm-hmm. I had to get to that place of looking at my attachment. Yeah. Because the reality right now is that if I get as attached in this particular arena, mm-hmm. uh, 
and the other the other idea is if I feel so strongly about something, I'm doing nothing about it, mm-hmm. right? right? Then my attachment is pretty shallow, yeah. right? But for me, I've really made a conscious decision to really step back mm-hmm. because there's so many things in life that we can easily get attached to. We get attached yeah. to love. Yeah. Oh, we and do. we get attached to hate. Oh, we do. Right. Yeah. And in fact, in some ways, I think we get more attached to hate. I think we do, love. too. Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm with you about the political arena. It's, you know, I think that, that there are aspects of the process that it's broken. So it's not just about can our candidate win, you know, whoever that might be. But are we disappointed in the process itself? And that that is a whole different kind of loss and kind of attachment like we we think that our country should function in a certain way and we we think it should be based on certain ideals and when it's failing to live up to that in our own perspective and our own hearts and minds then there is a kind of loss that comes from that and disappointment well, you know, and you know, part of this too for us isn't it the idea of looking at what that thing is out there that we're so attached to, mm-hmm. and looking at what part of ourselves we feel is so lacking it, mm, right? Yeah, you know, like I've got this empty hole inside of me right now, and I have to fill it, and I can't help but think of relationships uh-huh. and how attached we get to those. Oh, yeah, right, right, and I think that a lot of people confuse. Love and attachment. There's oh, there's yeah. a lot of, of toxic relationships out there, whether we're talking about romantic relationships or friendships or f- familial relationships in which it's there's this attachment that you, they that people think is actually love when, in fact, it's just an opportunity for growth. And 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 pure love doesn't have that kind of attachment. It's it's. Yes, if somebody comes into our lives and it makes us feel joyful and alive and connected, and then they exit, whether it's, you know, a short-term relationship or, say, a parent, you know, that, that, that's been there the entire time and exits, then there's, there's going to be this connection. And when the connection is broken, mm-hmm. it can be painful. But feeling like it's something that needs to be fixed or we need to sort of reattach to that, that, that is related to toxicity. And that is actually speaking to woundedness, that perhaps that hole within mm-hmm. that we want to fill that we're not willing to look at. And so love and attachment are two very different things, and they often get confused. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to talk uh, about this a lot more. But, you know, one of the things that I think that we don't want to do again now in our society is get attached to abundance. Uh-huh. I hear this a lot. Yes. Um, am I using the right word? I think I'm using the right word, abundance or prosperity, maybe. Prosperity, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get attached to prosperity, money. We don't want to get attached to money mm-hmm. because for fear, right, right, of what may happen again, given what we've just gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and money, a relationship with money and attachment is also a unique one, isn't it? it and there's is. an energy in that, isn't there? There, There is. And I think that... Um, so much of that attachment has to do with fear of not having it. Um, but what's happened, I think, for a lot of people, and we live in a a very prosperous society. When you take a look at societies around the world, um, we are so fortunate to have such great abundance. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so much of that abundance is built on debt, but that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
even those who have had great prosperity, they still have holes inside of themselves. They recognize it's kind of like, you know, you eat too much candy and you feel kind of sick. Well, you have too much stuff and you realize it's not filling that hole and I don't feel so good because Mm -hmm. so, so that I, I believe that we're starting to look at prosperity and, and financial abundance, um, differently, material abundance differently, because it's, first of all, it's a system that, that cannot sustain itself. Mm-hmm. And many recognize that, but also it's a system that doesn't fill the hole. Yeah. And, you know, I want to uh, talk to you about what I think is something we don't talk about enough in this arena. You know, we're going to talk about abundance too. How do we envision abundance for ourselves? Um, but there's this thing that we call in our society resentment. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting word, isn't it? It is. It's not quite anger. It's not quite, um, what do you call it, hate. Uh-huh. But it's this never-ending veneer of distaste. Yes. Right? Yes. It borderlines on victimization. Uh-huh. And we can't recognize it a lot of the times. We can't recognize our attachment to it. Yeah. How have you seen it show up for people? Oh, my people? gosh. Uh, yeah, first of all, I've seen that show up in my own life, mm-hmm. and I've seen it show up in many other people's lives. I think that the resentment is is kind of like, you know, anger and distaste that's been stuffed and mm-hmm. turned from incident or a series of incidents into a long-term story. Mm. And I do believe, I agree with you, that it, it's often related to a story of victimhood. Mm-hmm. And as as we settle into victimhood... We disempower ourselves. We're giving our power away to those who have, you know, dissed us in one way or another, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, including the political arena. Right. You know, there, there are all sorts of ways. It could be the media. It could be, oh. you know, a, a relationship. It, it, it could be our parents, you know, that, you know, something that happened when we were kids, you know. But it, it's I, I mean, honestly, it is disempowering. I mean, I have a resentment and it doesn't even involve me, you know. Half of my family are Latino, uh-huh. right? And so the text messaging about a comment that was made yesterday about uh, a Latino governor, it just, in, it, it just it's, cra- it's making everybody crazy mm-hmm. because they're wondering why the media, they ask me, they're wondering why the media doesn't get a comment about, you know, a... Uh, a, a Latino slash Mexican, whatever you want it, whatever reference right. it is, female governor being slow, why we don't get that there was some relationship to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know what to say to my relatives because I'm just like, I, I, I just texted him back and I'm like, you know, people don't walk in your shoes. Mm-hmm. People don't walk in your shoes. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I do believe that there's a whole different energy around recognizing important information like isn't it interesting that this is what was said or isn't it interesting that this is what happened that's what they asked they said isn't it interesting yeah and 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 that kind of curiosity Mm -hmm. is helpful in illuminating Mm -hmm. the situation and it's it's illuminates perhaps something about our system and it illuminates something about the particular Mm -hmm. individual you know whatever it is it can be very illuminating but when it's got the energy of that's bad you know, it, it, the 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 wanting to attack back. I mean, I understand it sometimes mm-hmm. in, in various situations, but when we have attachment to somebody fixing a certain situation, then 
we're again giving we're, our power away. Exactly. Because we, we can control how we respond, right. how we perceive it. Right. And we can actually communicate to others about it, you know, in an informational sort of way, kind of like, you know, look look at this. What mm-hmm. does this mean? You know, should we be talking about this? But it's a whole other thing to step into, say, victimhood or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, it's interesting because we're going to take a short break. When, when we, were, we were talking about the green. So for me, if I just sit on air and talk about the green wall and mm-hmm. don't really talk to Doug or Eric and say, hey, do you guys have an option to change that color? Uh-huh. Then that is my bad. Right. But if they don't change the color and I keep talking about it, that's my bad, too. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Russ said before, uh, uh, maybe Jimmy said it. You got to get over it. Uh-huh. You got to get over it. Right. 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 And we're, you know, we're we're kind of teasing and joking about it. But at some point, if you're going to come in here every day, you better get over it. Right. You know, I, I'm really struck by this in a lot of ways because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about when I uh, rented an apartment and the color in my bathroom was a deeper version of that green. Oh, dear. And now I think I understand. And I had no control over changing it. Uh So isn't that an interesting connection for me? Let's take a short break, everybody, when we come back. What is it about, you know, gratitude that literally can destroy areas of our lives that we are attached to that are not serving us? You know, what is the power of gratitude that many of us don't even use? But today we're going to explore that. And why do we want to release things? If we release it, how will our lives change? Is it always going to be roses? Let's take a short break. Christine Upchurch is in the house. When we come back, give you lots of information about Christine, how you can work with her and find out more about her. We'll be right back. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go Turn my back and slam the door Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an energetic upgrade online experience launching in April. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit energeticupgrade.com today for more information. That's energeticupgrade.com. Get ready to rid yourself of all that is weighing you down and holding you back from living the life you want for yourself. Coming Clean, The Art of Transparency with Katherine Moss is a hit show for women in recovery who are ready to live life on purpose. Tune in and let Katherine help you live your truth one day at a time. Live each Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. 
Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Many of us have been overwhelmed when we discover how powerful we truly are. We really can change things. When we set an intention and move in a direction, we uncover the blocks, the fear, and the agreements that until now we have believed would keep us safe and preserve the status quo. What if today you allow that power, allow that moment and that overwhelm Just sit with it as long as you can. Need help? Visit LeslieFontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I love that, Benny. Good job. Good song. Conveniently, I queued it up right with the door part of the song, the lyric. I thought that was really brilliant. I, that it you just did right magically there. happened that way. With the little Spirits door. Spirits oh, Align, Stars, that? Quasars, okay, you know, good. all that stuff. But it was pretty good. I know. <laughs> I was laughing. It was good. That was pretty good. Right oh, my gosh. Christine Upchurch is in the house. Before we talk about this and talk about gratitude... And really talk about loss because, you know, you're right. We have something important to talk about. Every one of us have lost people that we're close to. Right. Um, How can people find out more about you? Please tell them about your show, website, all of the above. Well, you can find your way to me via christineupchurch.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, and then like upandchurchtogether.com. And the radio show is Fridays. Tomorrow, same time, same place, tomorrow, every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, and also on Transformation Talk Radio. Yeah. I mean, this is really kind of a cool uh, conversation because I know we're going to talk about, you know, what happens if we don't release the attachment? Mm-hmm. Where, where does it take us? But you mentioned something during the break that is important to talk about, and that is, you know, losing people we love. Mm-hmm. And, and furry not, friends with, that we love as and well. And friends. But just, man, it is gut-wrenching, isn't it? It is. It, I think it is the most painful aspect of being human <sighs> is releasing mm. our loved ones when they pass over. And it's, um, you know, I, I saw this in spades a few years ago when my father passed away suddenly of a heart attack. Mm. And then my mother passed away 16 days later. So within 17 days, I lost both my parents. And, you know, over the course of the last few years, as I've processed it, I've been looking at, first of all, you know, with with losing a parent, there's an aspect of it that just seems natural. It's a natural cycle of things, right? That, that our, our parents should go before we do if, you know, mm-hmm. it, as sort of nature intended in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's still really hard. And one of the things I recognized as I went through the process of letting go, and I, I realized it was their time, and my mother didn't want to stick around with my father not here, so she exited at the time that was perfect for her, and I felt her after she, she left. I felt I could feel her floating around the room. I, 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 you know, so I, in some sense, I, I do believe that they still exist. Um, but still, it's hard. You know, yeah. with parents, it's complex because it's not all good. You know, there, mm-hmm. there, there are aspects of dysfunction that come up. Um, but one of the things that I was so fascinated by was over the years as I've let go of my parents, I've realized it's not just me Christine, the adult at this age and stage who was letting go of my parents. It was me at various stages in my life. Um, and I actually blogged about this recently and you can find that on my website. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's who I was when I used to go to the department store with my father and I'd hold his hand by putting my whole hand around his little finger mm-hmm. as we wandered through the store and he'd take me to the candy counter. It was the me who... You know, my mother taught to, to, to cook and, you know, how she showed me how, how to be really competent in the kitchen and the importance of color, among other things, when, when serving yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, for her passion for cooking. It was, it was me as a teenager who my father would help, you know, with you know, when I was struggling in math or something like that. It was me as the parent of children who was really appreciating them as grandparents. So every age and stage that I was at, I felt like I, that person who I was had to grieve the loss. And it was actually very, very illuminating for me because as I went back, it was like re-experiencing who I was in relationship to them and getting to see them with the new eyes of the mature observer. So some of the woundedness that I felt associated with my parents actually sort of automatically released because, not just because I forgave them because they died, right, but rather I went back and I understood more about who they were and their own struggles. And I actually came to love and appreciate them more through the processing of the loss of them. So it served me in terms of expanding my awareness. It helped me to forgive it helped me to feel more loved and to love them more. So it was a very expansive experience grieving the loss of my parents. I love the way you put that because, you know, we get so caught up in the loss of the moment that we don't take time to really go back and explore those feelings. Yeah. And the way you describe that, you know, holding your dad's hand, I mean, you know, my dad too uh, didn't quite hold his hand, but he taught me the difference between, you know, a ratchet wrench, a three-eighths, and, you know, like, uh-huh. you know, hand me the three-eighths wrench. What? Those kinds of moments, right, right? right? Where I could see him, you know, change spark plugs or take a car apart uh-huh. or things like that. You know, we would both get our hands dirty together. Uh-huh. We'd both get yelled at for having our hands dirty <laughs> and the grease on our clothes, right? Right, right. Um. And those are the moments that we hold on to and attempt to appreciate. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't take that time to do that. You know, we don't really take the time to be in gratitude for those moments. Right. And and that's so brilliant what you just said, Pat, being grateful for the pain. Because that's they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. If, If we are going to be experiencing gratitude for the wonderful things, we need to be great grateful for the 
the, the painful things as well. Um, and yes, we can be grateful for something that we got as a child and, and the connection that we had. But again, it's that double-edged sword with that joy and connection, with the gratitude for that, there is pain and loss and an open hole, so to speak, mm-hmm. that comes with that. And, you know, one of the reasons I talk about letting go two more is because there are benefits to the creation of that mm-hmm. emptiness, to focusing on that pain and that, that, that hole that's created when we lose somebody or when we step away from a role such as, you know, a kid's graduate from college and and, Mm -hmm. and go off on their own and we're no longer a mother in the same way or a father in the same way Um, when we let go of a job or we've been let go of and so we're no longer in a career then there there's this hole that gets created and in that space lies a whole lot to explore in terms of our attachments of you know why that was important and it also is this opportunity to create something new. That that empty space can be really uncomfortable. It's kind of mm-hmm. like walking down that hallway and not seeing the door you're going to go through. And mm-hmm. it's it's like you don't know where it's going. You don't know. In some sense, you might not even know who you are completely anymore because you what you've been attached to is no longer there. But it helps you to get to the core of what's important right. and who you are on a soul level and as you get comfortable with not knowing what door there's going to be going down that hall, there are all sorts of potential opportunities that arise. And in a sense, you by, by, by letting go of that attachment, you are co-creating all sorts of doors of opportunities to walk through. Mm-hmm. But if you continue to have that attachment, it should be this way, it should be this way, then those doors won't ever appear down that hallway. Yeah. And, you know, what you're talking about is if the doors don't appear down the hallway, Mm -hmm. then it really loops back to what you were saying about desire. You can be desiring a whole lot of stuff. Yes. But those doors are not open. And, you know, isn't that really the story of the movie The Secret in the book The Secret? This whole idea about desire, people were desiring, desiring. But, man, the attachments that we have to things, it's shocking to us. And if we could figure out the blueprint for that, which you have, Uh things will change instantaneously. I want to ask you about that. See, we have this notion, too, that we have to engage in decades of transformation to get any freedom. What's your experience? I don't know about you. I'm a little bit that thinking right here at this stage of my life. Forget it, Uh girl. Nope. Yeah. But we think that. We do. And and it's actually far simpler than that. It has to do it's 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 simpler in some sense. The formula is to let go in the moment. To 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 let go and that allows the flow that's our birthright to come through us. And it's what happens so often I think particularly within sort of the new age or consciousness community People, the kinds of people who've watched The Secret and read books and, and gone to all these presentations, many understand that there's great potential in having that desire and aligning it with, say, visualization or affirmations or um, using various types of, of conscious manifestation techniques. But what often happens is it goes from desire to attachment, even within the context of, of applying these techniques. So... You know, some people, they'll do a visualization and they'll say, oh, this is what I'd like to have. And they, they get there into that, that space of, 
of creating that that bliss of imagining what they really want to have. It's connected to their heart. And then the next day, they think, I need to do it again. Because, you know, I just need to be make sure that the universe has heard me, right? In other words, I'm fearful. I've got attachment to getting that, and I'm afraid that the universe isn't going to come through, so I'm going to do it again and again and again. And that in and of itself constricts yeah. the flow, and it keeps the universe from creating those doors down that hallway. Yeah, I love this because, you know, you and I have real life examples of this Uh in our lives. I mean, I don't think that I would be here like even chatting with you if we didn't have some practice. I wouldn't be doing this. I'm not sure you'd be doing it. No, definitely not. No. I've come from the school of hard knocks. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, you know, if somebody were to ask me, well, Pat, you know, what are some of the practices you use? I don't know if I could like pull one out of my hat, but I will tell you one that I've had direct experience with. And I would love for you to talk about the energy of this. What's that? I, when I was in school, I had just finished school and my committee chair said, you got to submit a paper. Uh Academy of Management's coming to Seattle. You got to submit a paper on your research. Mm -hmm. And you and I are researchers, right? Right. So we love our research. We love that data and the charts and all that. Oh yeah. And so I submitted a paper. And the paper went in, and I got a, um, a message back and said, your paper has been accepted, but no, 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 you have just won Best Paper Award in this category. Oh, wow. And I got all jacked up and excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I got a second email minutes later. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh, we made a mistake. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> what was the mistake? <laughs> we have too many best papers, uh-huh. and yours was the last to be accepted. So that best paper you thought you had, uh-huh. you don't have anymore. Right. And I had a moment of this, right? Uh-huh. You talk about an attachment to something. Yeah. I had had on my vision board, right, mm-hmm. that I would get an award for the research because right. I believe so much in it. Uh-huh. But I really wasn't specific about it. <laughs> so I call, I call my friend who's a spiritual practitioner and I said, we got to do something here. Yeah. I cannot be, I cannot stay embedded in this, right. you know. And she comes in and we start to bless mm-hmm. the committee. We start to bless the, the, the gentleman that sent me. We start to bless the paper. We start to bless all the people that did win the award. Uh-huh. Right. It took about 15 minutes for this big prayer. Right. And as soon as we were done, I turned around and had another email. Uh-huh. And so the same guy. And he said, oh, you're not going to believe this. I didn't realize this. We have one award that we give away every year to a best dissertation. Oh, I should have told you, you won that. Oh, my goodness. And and I thought, for me, I just learned a lesson here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was attachment. Right. I didn't know what it was. Right. And it took me a lot of years in my life to get that. Mm-hmm. And now, is it, is it always going to turn out like that? I don't think so. Right. But that moment of peace that I had. That's what I think you're talking about. Yeah, it's the, the releasing well, that that. That's what I want to ask you. And, and where is the peace in the release? Yeah. Well, really, when we are manifesting things that we desire, and this is going to sound sort of strange because we we as humans have all sorts of you know emotions, including positive ones. There's a certain neutrality about it. It's it's almost as though, you know, yes, and there it is, and isn't isn't that interesting? Because it's. It's exciting in, on some level, and yet if we define ourselves by what we've manifested, then we are in fact 
denying the, the, the way it works. It is something that flows through us mm. and to us. And yes, we show up and as we play our roles as magnificently as possible, we can create, co-create all sorts of things. But if, it's, if we start to view it as divine flowing through us, that's like, okay, well, it's really cool to have a radio show. I love having a radio right, show, by right, the way. Right. And yet I recognize it's just me showing up for a role because I know that I want to reach many and to help people. And I know that the, the, right. the guests that I have on the show are often you know, so full of positive information to help people. And so it's, it's not about, ooh, I really like being a radio talk show right, host. Right, me oh, either. Look at me, look at me. It's, it's really like, wow, I'm finally getting to show up and play this role in this way, and isn't this fun? And yet, it's not. A, I don't have a whole lot of attachment it's because I'm not defining myself by this manifestation. I'm just showing up to fulfill a purpose, and there's a difference. Mm. There's a difference. There really is a difference because you and I have talked about this a lot. I didn't wake up one day and said, "Oh." to a radio show right right no but you and i had had very similar purposes different uh-huh. in a way yep. but i wanted to reach a million people right on the business card i still have the crust busting business card with the thing on it uh-huh. and help a million people live life full out that yeah. was my goal for that year right this is what showed up how do we recognize once we've released something and something like this shows up How do we get to that place where we see it and accept it without even thinking? Mm -hmm. Now, I do that a lot, and I get a lot of criticism. It's like, man, dude, you're like Sagittarius. You're way too impulsive. But it doesn't feel like impulse to me, Uh, right? Right. How do we help people with this? Because if you're going to clear out the pathway, Christine, you better be ready to receive something. Oh, yeah. And the the receiving is wonderful in some sense, and yet— we need to recognize that there's both contraction and expansion. I think oftentimes we perceive things as this linear path, kind of like, you know, we're, we're heading up this hill and eventually we get up the top of the hill. But no, it's, it's, it's up and down and up and down. And yes, we may be getting higher and higher and higher, but there's this downward turn. So it, it's, it's almost as though if, if we can have the same kind of self-satisfaction and, and, and connection on a spiritual level with both the expansion and the contraction, then we are opening to more possibility. And it's, it's this, this strange thing, mm-hmm. and I really do believe that there's this neutrality about it. There's this desire, and then it manifests, and, oh, this is cool, and then you move forward. I remember... Um, when you were first approaching me about yeah. doing a show, it was going to be, I think, once a month or twice a month yeah. or something like that. It was going to be a, mo- a Monday. I'm driving down the road one day. I think I was coming here to, to, to host for you after yeah. Christmas. And all of a sudden I thought, you know, I think every week would be better. Yeah. <laughs> Fridays sound better than right. Mondays, right? <laughs> and within a couple of hours you called me, oh, this is amazing. But, you know, somebody has, has stepped back. Exactly. Again, would you like fri- every Friday? Every know? Friday. And, and it was like really all this excitement. But it was it was like... I, I didn't hang on to it. It's this great example of how we can manifest when we have this desire and then we let go. Um, but it, it was really about, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You know, it, and, and that's really, as we have this influx of 
abundant manifestations. And that not just material, but, you know, I'm talking relationships. I'm talking mm-hmm. about, you know, friendships, romances, um, material abundance, all, all these things. If we can just say, wow, this is great. And now what? Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, okay, I got to get all this stuff into the bank and I got to hang on to this and I have to make sure this relationship, you know, stays stable because this is the one I'm sure is the one, you know, the, all that attachment constricts the flow mm-hmm. and it keeps us from moving further and further up the hill. But I think we do have to have this mm-hmm. concept in mind that there will be some downward turns yeah. as well as the upward um, I am momentum. not good at doing this alone. And I wanted you to just share with our listeners because you work with people every day. So you help people get through this. You uh-huh. help people release things. Yeah. You know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the work that you do in this area? Because I am not really good at this alone. I'm not. And it it's, is sort of complex because at this point, um, there are a lot of people who have been living lives and been very, very happy and suddenly they're living the same lives. They're looking the same from the outside. Their daily routine, their jobs, their relationships, they're all the same. And yet they're coming to this point where they're saying, uh-uh, something's mm. not working. They're feeling stuck. So really it's about um, uh, one of the things that I'm passionate about is helping people embrace change and helping people to understand how positive lasting change occurs. Because it's, sometimes it's this big aha uh-huh for people like, oh, you know, I, I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to be doing this such and such. I mean, it's possible, like for some people, for instance, gratitude journaling every day is really good. But for others, that's not so good. It, it could be more like conscious manifestation techniques. For some people, they don't recognize that they're really on the right path, but somebody they're interacting with is vibrationally affecting them and, and, and stopping this flow. So it's really about helping individuals and groups of people through classes to recognize how to become empowered for positive, lasting mm. change. And I'm passionate about it. I know you are. How can people find out about classes, about working with you directly? Because I really don't know many people that are not tapped into accelerated expansiveness this year, yeah. but are so seriously stuck. Oh, oh. and Stuck. Yeah. It's I know it, it's rampant right now, mm-hmm. and even in, in amongst light workers. Oh, yeah. So speak, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I find especially. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, it, it's kind of like a vortex open and we don't know where to go. Right, right. Well, you know, christineupchurch.com and, um, of course, every Friday on Transformation. Tomorrow. Yes. You're going to give us a sneak peek about tomorrow? Oh, gosh, I have to think about who it is. I'm okay, I like it's a surprise. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> Apparently, I'm surprised, too. Benny's like, dude, here we go. Uh, but I that's know, how you know when you're Zen. in your yes, flow, yeah, yeah. right? That's right. how you know you're in your flow. You know, you just show up, you open up the computer, uh-huh. you do a little preparation, right. and then you chat and have yes. a conversation. Yeah. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? That everything is happening in its perfection. And so any constriction, contraction, feelings of being stuck is serving its purpose to get you up to that next level at that next hill. Oh, and thanks to Christine Upchurch, here's my personal message. Green is good. We'll see you next time.